Uh, Alright, we're live. So, how was your day? Yeah. Yeah, kind of shitty, but, you know, it's like, uh... Most of the day was better because I felt more buzzed, but... I smoked herb last night and was like... It was really good herb, I think, so... I was still buzzed till about a couple hours ago, but, uh... Now the real world's coming back and it's still fucked up, so... It's all, uh, what it is. But, uh, that's all you did. Well, no, well, today, let's see, I woke up, uh, got the, uh, well, this woman gave me the salad, and then some woman gave me money and this weird tasting juice to drink. Uh, but uh, at least she got me the money so I could go to charge my phone. So as soon as I figured out that the In-N-Out was open, which it took me a while to be able to smell, to smell the spread. So uh, wound up getting uh, into the, and I wound up getting to the place to charge my phone and charge my phone. And just kind of went, did a little journey and came back and just hung out here for, I don't know, just typical day of uh, just me giving up on life and shit. So that was my day. Alright. Uh, let's see. I got up early this morning, made a call to, uh, a sober living, so now I got an interview for next Wednesday to work as a peer supporter, so hopefully I get the job. Whoa, so you're actually, like, in the stage where you're actually getting the job now. Well, I got an interview for it first. They gotta send me an application, and then I gotta send them my, uh, graduation letter. Yeah, no, but, whoa, this is what you were looking for. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on my way, hopefully. Right on, right on. Cool, cool, cool. And hopefully I'll be making 17 bucks an hour if I get hired on. Right on. Which I'd be making just like, you know, minus taxes, just under where SSI won't fuck with me. Right on. That sounds good. Let's see if I can... That's the way I usually go, so I get to see if there's a place I can't go. Well, I guess not. I better not even try. Okay, I'm not even gonna try. Okay. I'm still here. Oh, then I went to the Sober Living's office. The lady told me she wanted me to speak, but I guess this uh, African preacher dude that used to be a drug addict, I guess he took a while longer than she was expecting. Okay. People had a lot of questions for him. Right on. 
So, you know, he shared his message. Then uh, I kicked it for a little while, ate some uh, maple, sausage, and egg uh, taquitos from Speedway. They were okay. It's like they weren't as sweet as I was expecting. They weren't as salty. They were kind of in the middle. So I was just like, meh, some of the stuff in my face. And then had an energy drink. Uh, then I, you know, did my piss test. Which, you know, that was what it was. You know, I ain't been using no drugs, so I'm good on that. And then when I told... Yeah, it just sucks that somebody got to watch you piss every day, man. That's fucked up. Well, they don't watch me piss. They just hand me a cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still just weird. can't think about it. people are watching you pee on the street. No, that's true. Well, he's this way, I'm just pissing. <laughs> Nobody on the street Isn't tells you to squat and call. I have to. Like, no, I don't Man, have to. Me. I could just stop and just say fuck it and not do it, but you know... Just comes with the territory of getting services and it's helping with my mental yeah, health. All that, all that kissing ass to get what you get, what you get. Man, I'm not kissing nobody's ass. Like I told the sober living dude that uh, I got an interview with another company. Oh. But she was like, oh, I thought you were going to come work for us. And then I'm like, well, these guys are offering to hire me without a driver's license. Well. The dude that runs the other place, he's like, you know, I still want you to get a driver's license if you get hired on. And I told him the situation, you know, with... You know, basically how I'm waiting on, which I am on the wait list for the driving classes here in Dayton. And uh, they finally let me.
Who would you say that to? I don't know, some chick that's always just all just some chick that doesn't want to fuck us. <laughs> so I just like have fun uh, pushing her buttons. <laughs> so she said something about fathers and daughters, so I decided I'd say that just to fuck with her. <laughs> Sowing a little chaos, I see. Oh, yeah. Always, you know, always got to do that. So, I get my revenge against most of the scene, which is mostly these two women that... <clears throat> that uh, remind me how much I want to kill myself, but okay. One really cool chick I saw yet that came around yesterday, but I still like don't get the sense that she feels anything for me at all. So I'm not sure. Like, so I don't know. That's kind of all weird. But I still rather hang out with her. Really, she seems out of all the people that come around, she's the coolest one that comes around here. <laughs> as far as it's, I mean, comes around usually. So who knows, but, oh well, who knows if she's going to come back or not at some point. I'll probably be able to figure out anything to say to her anyway, but okay. Okay, anyway, so you were, so you did your, um, okay, like you had, you had your food, and then, uh, and then what happened after you ate the, I talked to the sober living owner dude that I graduated from and, you know, told him that I got the job interview and he was a little nonplussed, you know, he's like, oh, I thought you were going to come work for us, but, you know, basically I was like, nah, you were waiting on me to get my driver's license and your employee told me that you don't know if I'll be able to work for y'all because I haven't left the sober living for two years and he just said oh we'll talk about it (laughs) so you know I'm just like you know I'm just taking what's you know out there you know that's readily available yeah you're seeing what the best offer you can get is exactly Mm -hmm. and then uh yeah so you know, talk to that dude. He just wants me to do an application and send him my, uh, you know, my uh, license. And then, you know, we just chatted about, you know, my basics, you know, how long I have clean, you know, do I work a program, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. Yeah, so I think we're off to a good start, but you never know whether somebody's going to hire you or not. Right in. Cool. So I might go ahead and buy me a pinstripe suit off of Amazon before Oh, the... damn, you got to look like that too? Shit. That sucks. Oh, no, I don't like pinstripe suits. Okay, you're wacky. <laughs> Like, that's the type of suit that, you know, Al Capone and motherfuckers like that, like gangsters, were wear. Well, I don't think it was so much a gangster look in general. That's still, gangsters were looking that way, but 
that's still that's still the establishment's look. Um, I've always wanted a pinstripe suit ever since I was a kid. I always okay. thought they looked cool. Now that's something I never wanted. <laughs> well, I like to dress up and shit, and you know, stick yeah. out. They can dig it. Yeah, it's but just like when I wear a Star Wars shirt or something like that. It's something that's, you know, makes somebody take a second look at you, you know. Even yeah, my, People always take a second look at me, but that's just because I look like a target. <laughs> yeah, I just basically want people to take a second look in a good way, you know. Okay. I like being a target. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I need to get my fucking mailbox set up so I can, you know, get my packages because somebody, well, I'll talk about that later in a minute. But, uh, you know, finished a new song, uh, went and helped my mom move some more shit out of her house into a smaller U haul today. Cool. Tried to buy her a suitcase, but she's like, oh, those suitcases from Ollie's Army are too expensive. And I'm like, you know, they're pretty good suitcases, because the last one I bought from there lasted me quite a while. Right on. See, but, mine is going out. Like, my wheels got broken, so it's like, it still works everything, but the wheels are gone. Oh, man, so it's, it's a trip. Yeah, they didn't have any of the two-wheelers like I usually like, but they had, like, the uh, the four-wheel, like, adjustable, like, you know, you can move them all around. Cool. But it looks like she wants to get, you know, a couple for her and my niece from Walmart, so we'll see if that works out for them. Mm. Uh, then after that, went to a meeting... Uh, caught a lift to my mom's house, but like I was talking to this former military dude, and he was just talking about how a lot of the stuff that the Russians and the Chinese claim they have, they're lying about. Okay. When it comes to, you know, military weapons and shit like that. Okay, so it's kind of like dudes that say that they, that they have like, uh, 10-inch dicks, and, and they're probably lying. <laughs> yeah, just to get you in the sack, and then be like, oh, my dick's average or small. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he served in uh, Vietnam in the Gulf War. So it was pretty uh, interesting talking to him. Right on. And then uh, my friends picked me up for the meeting. Uh, yeah, I decided to give my Chinese training sword to my nephew because they're like, oh, we thought you gave it to him. And I'm just like, whatever, let him keep it, my nephew. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't want him to have a big giant metal sword, but at least it's not sharp. So I'm just like, fuck it, I can buy another one. Right on. Just hope he doesn't get pissed at one of these little kids and fucking wax them with it, because that bitch would hurt. 
<laughs> that could happen. We're just waiting. Yeah, then I went to the meeting. I brought up the topic. Uh, well, somebody brought up the topic of being feeling overwhelmed when you're just coming out of a uh, rehab. And I brought up, you know, what's your ideal version of a functioning member of society? And some people answered that. See, like, as someone who doesn't want to be a functioning member of society, or who doesn't really want to be a member of society at all, <laughs> I don't get why that's so important to the AA people. Uh, it's not per se important to AA people, but, you know, because some of them, they just like it. Well, I'd say it's more in AA than NA, because, like, a lot of motherfuckers are just street fuckers in NA, and they just yeah. don't use drugs, you know, like, because, yeah. like, it's really weird how they don't even hand out tokens for people. Like, they don't have, like, a two or three year like key tag like yeah A passes out tokens Uh, NA passes out key tags and it's just like once you get to two years it's like there isn't any more they just give you one it's like hey you made it two years Uh, every year you make it from now on you're, you're just stoked yeah, it's like you don't get no fanfare. Yeah, there's no fucking fanfare because it's like it's rare for a motherfucker in NA to. I didn't really notice this until I, I'm like, wow, there just aren't a lot of people that have clean time like that. You know, people in AA have way more clean time on average than the guys in NA. Probably because it's just harder to quit, like, uh, Probably harder to quit heroin and, and uh, coke and tweak, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, a lot of the AA guys, like the more modern ones, they don't care if you do, like, because my sponsor wasn't like, oh, you have to be specifically an alcoholic to work AA. But the old timers, you know, like Bill W. that founded it, like he said, oh, an addict can't be a part of AA and shit like that because it ain't going to work. But all the NA dudes did was change the book slightly and then they called it Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. So that's all they really did was just like change alcoholic to addict and shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's not really, when you're reading the book, there's not very much difference between the two books. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the difference between the Torah and the New Testament, you know? Yeah, okay. It's like slightly different message, but it's still the same shit at the end of the day. The Gospel According to Bill W. <laughs> Well, I don't remember who started N.A., so it would be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be whoever started N.A., which I didn't know N.A. started in, like, the 80s or something, if I remember correctly. It didn't start till the 80s? Like, let me double check. Come on, damn it. I'm going to use my other phone. 
this phone isn't done because I just completely like that's like I think you tried to call me and it went straight to voicemail because I was resetting my phone. No, I didn't try to call till I just called because. Uh, uh, all right, somebody. It's like else. you called. I, I was just like, I don't know. I was, I was just like starting to get the munchies, and I'm like, okay, let me just eat the munchies, and then I'll call. So that's what I did. I went and ate my munchies, uh, and uh, called after I after I munched out. Yeah, because I called you, and then I I guess somebody else called and left a voice message. Uh. When did NA start? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nah, it was started in 1953. Yeah, okay. So about 20 years after uh Oh. I wonder what that scene must have been like cuz that's like the oldest heroin addicts which uh which at that point it wasn't like a rebellious thing. It was like uh like it didn't become rebellious until some point in the 50s. And, like, most of the oldest dudes were just, like, average dudes that, that just wound up getting hooked on something and, you know, it wasn't, like, a cultural type thing, you know? Oh, yeah, the basic text for N.A. wasn't created until 1983. Oh, okay. So it's like it was around, but they didn't have a book. Okay. They just went to the AA book and then just kind of improvised from there until '83 when they had more of a a set way of looking at it. Yeah, it says their membership was low until 1983, so it was just like this, like fringe thing from, like, 1953 until 1983. Hmm. Okay, because, like, I'm one, because, like, around the late 60s, early 70s, when they're, like, all these places that were trying to help you go quit doing stuff, uh, they would, uh, I don't know, they'd, uh, I don't know, like, I wonder, were, were all the first groups that were trying to help people quit attached to NA or some other type uh, ways of looking at it? I don't know. Like, what do you mean? I don't know, because, like, there were a bunch of places, like, in the late 60s that were trying to help people get off of uh, uh, whatever drugs they were addicted to. So I wonder if they all had different programs or if they their programs came from NA or, or where their programs came from. From my understanding, like, there were always little fringe groups even when AA started, but AA basically was the framework that they all based their shit off of. Okay. 
Yeah, because like my peer support <laughs> yesterday, he brought up people not following the traditions in a meeting. Like the newcomers got all pissed. And they're like, I'm I'm an addict. I'm not going to sit up in an AA meeting and say I'm not an addict. But that's what the people with some time were telling them. Like, if you're in an AA meeting, say you're an alcoholic. If you're in an NA meeting, say you're an addict. It's... You know, well, that's stupid if you're addicted to something else to tell people I'm an alcoholic when you're really addicted to something else. That's ridiculous. Well, for most people that come into A and NA, like, well, A and NA, like, they did both shit anyways, especially nowadays. Like, that's how I was. I was always drinking alcohol, especially from 17, you know, like, decently heavily like every chance I got to drink I would drink but I preferred other stuff over it see like when I knew you when when we were at the at the transitional house you weren't drinking at all I was like the one that was drinking more than you were back then well it was mainly because of the scene there like you know like I didn't feel relaxed there so I didn't drink oh right on right on it's kind of like how, like, you don't want to do acid when you're on the streets or, yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah. if it's a bad scene for it, why inhibit your functioning, you know? Yeah, no, well, I just, like, realized that I couldn't do, like, I couldn't do a heavy psychedelic there and, and be okay. You know? That's kind of, you know, and just because the, the, the situation, I'm like... Just everything's freaking me out too much that's been happening to me since 2018, pretty much. So, like, since 2018, I haven't, I haven't felt like I've been in a place where I can, like, all these years, I haven't felt like I've been in a place where I can do what I really wanted to do. And it's like, that has just made it so I'm just freaked out all the time. And, like, if I was to do a heavy psychedelic, I'm pretty sure I'd have have a bad trip so it's just I just can't can't handle it yeah cause those psychedelics they do affect your mental state like if you're in a bad mood you're gonna have a bad trip yeah yeah so it's like only thing I can handle you know in a place like the transitional in a place where I don't have to worry about my shit getting stolen is, is uh Herb and alcohol, and out here where I got to worry about my shit being stolen, all I can handle is herb. So. Yeah, exactly. That was the situation. Like when I was in the other group home, like I felt more comfortable and I would drink a lot more. Uh, okay. Like when I was in New Orleans, like I was getting hammered all the time. Right on. But you know that led to stupid decisions. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, like, you know, that's what it's like. Like, alcohol was always there, you know, because it was more socially acceptable. Like, my grandpa didn't, you know, my grandpa and my aunts, they didn't want me smoking in their houses or whatever, but they didn't care if I drank in their, like, houses that they let me stay in. Right on, right on. 
It's like whenever I would get high on some shit, you know, like some weed or, you know, some, you know, the mojo crap or whatever, I would always sit up and say, oh, like, fucking take this and some alcohol. Now I'm really fucked up, you know. But yeah, that's just the my mentality was with drugs. Like, I would take anything I could get, and that's how... Well, not anything, but most things, you know. But, like, that's how most people in A and NA are because we just grew up in a different generation. It wasn't like these dudes, like, you, like, it's like out of, like, ten people in AA nowadays, you'll see, like, two of them are straight-up alcoholics out of ten. Mm-hmm. At least in Dayton, you know, but like in other places, you know, like I've been to meetings in Springfield, Ohio, Xenia, Ohio, Middletown, Ohio. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if I've been to Hamilton for a meeting yet. But yeah, like everywhere I've went, like that's how it is. Like, you know, most people are both addicts and alcoholics. They just say I'm an alcoholic when they're in, you know, an AA meeting. But they still like most motherfuckers bring up other drugs, even though they're not supposed to by the traditions of AA. They still bring them up, you know, in the meetings. So it's like, you know, AA, at least where I've been, unless you're around one of those old timer, you know, mofos that's just like, no, alcohol, rah, 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 that's it. You know, you don't get that from like the dudes that got like 30 years clean, 20 years clean and below, you know. Oh, but yeah, so he pissed off some newcomers with that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, the dudes with the fucking, you know, a few days or weeks clean, you know, he pissed them off. Okay, that's weird. It's like, you know, you don't go to a cool Klux Klan rally and be yelling black power. You know, you may not make it out of there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I didn't bring up that example, but I was thinking about it when the old the old timers were trying to tell the newcomers, you know, show some respect, you know, for where you're at. Okay, well, I don't think it's disrespect to say that you were addicted to something else. So I don't, that's just being weird. Cause like okay. if you do it in like one of those old timer meetings where all the dudes got like twenty years or more, they may even tell you to leave the meeting if you bring up other drugs. You know. Okay, that's just weird. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just think they're just like being ridiculous. I don't know. Like, me, I don't give a fuck if people say they're an addict. I'm just like, I might roll my eyes a little bit. In an AA meeting, but it's only when people are doing stuff like, you know, sharing when they brought up a topic because you're supposed to shut the fuck up and listen and not speak on the topic. Like, you know, you take your, when you bring up your topic, you talk about it 
you know, that's a tradition in the in the room, okay. whether you're an AA or an A, but the newcomers, they'll sit up and bring up a topic and then start talking about it. And I've had to pull a few to the side and be like, you're supposed to just sit and listen, you know. Okay. Because you asked for advice, now you need to listen for the advice, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's more the stuff I might get on a newcomer about, but I don't get on them over that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, we were just giving a guy advice on how he should handle the whole sober living thing because he's basically, he was in a sober living that basically they're like, you gotta pay us on top of, on top of you staying here and shit, Mm -hmm. you know, and he went to a faith, well, yeah, I gotta say that because I'm not saying his name. He went to a faith-based, you know, place, you know, and they're like, oh, do the faith-based, go to church, do the meetings, do the in-house meetings, you know, like, they're, like, making them do a lot of shit, and I'm just like, dude, they're less stringent fucking places you can go to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm, you know, basically what my advice for him was is like, you probably need the structure now, but you, you're probably not going to need it towards the end of your, you know, sober living journey, you know, and that's pretty much what everybody's like, you know, just take the good stuff you know, think about what good is coming from you being in the sober living and not focus on the bad shit, you know. Okay, that, again, that just sounds like uh, that whole bullshit philosophy of just ignore everything that's fucked up in reality, which, I don't know, I, I just can't go along with that, but, okay. I mean, we were all basically like, you know, there are other places, you know, you don't have, you're not stuck with the place you're at. You know, you can go places where it's not so many rules like the place that I went to, which was the most lax I've heard of so far when it comes to sober living. Mm-hmm. But other places can be a bitch of source, you know, like full circle was way worse than safety net was Uh, in my opinion because like at full circle you had to you know the motherfucker was sitting there watching you whip your dick out and pee looking over your shoulder you know oh that's a nice one ooga (laughs) yeah and like they you know you gotta go see your nurse two three times a week you gotta see the doctor once a month, you know, fucking, it was just a lot of shit, you gotta see your caseworker like three, four times a week, you know, yeah, it was just like a lot more stringent than safety net, which they, like, maybe, for me, I only had to see the, I didn't have to see their doctor, I didn't have to see their nurse. I just had to drop and do a case management appointment once a week. And, you know, do groups, you know. Yeah. And, you know, do like three outside meetings. But, you know, they even count church as being a meeting there, too. Okay. 
So they were like, usually places are like, you know, like full circle is a little different where they didn't require you to go to outside meetings at all, which I thought was bad because they had so many dudes relapsing because they weren't working a program. You know, dudes were overdosing in the house while the apartments Uh, left and right. uh, You know, it's like they do have dudes to stay clean there, but it's not the majority at full circle, you know. Uh, like, I've never heard of anybody ODing and dying from safety net, you know. Uh, okay. And they got, like, houses and, you know, like, the dudes, like, some dudes almost died. They got in a fucking bad wreck <laughs> A bunch of them had, like, broken legs and shit like that. But so far, no deaths from the program that I graduated from. Right on. <clears throat> like, at least people seem to be more mellow about their drug use, even if they relapsed there. Mm-hmm. So it was more like, you know, like, people learn from, like, safety net, okay, like... I don't want to, so they're regretting it the whole time they're doing the hard drugs when they relapse, where mm. motherfuckers at, like, somewhere, like, full circle, they're just like, I'm going to fucking, oh, somebody pissed me off, I'm just going to go get high, you know, and then they're just like, oh, mm. I'm back to the races, you know, mm-hmm. business as usual. Mm-hmm. One of my sponsees relapsed, but, you know, he's right back working the steps, you know. He's not just right off to the fucking races, you know. Right on. Which, thank God, <laughs> at least as far as I know, none of the guys I've sponsored have died yet. Cool. They may not have worked the steps very long with me, but none of them have croaked yet. Cool. So I feel like in that way, I'm kind of a successful sponsor. At least my guys don't, you know, drop dead on me. But it's a numbers game, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you want to check out the new song? Okay. But, yeah, for me, it's a numbers game. You know, like, uh, I try to smoke as many numbers as I can. <laughs> yesterday which I didn't know they had vegetarian burgers but I got some I haven't tried them yet okay really tiny ass vegetarian burgers like the regular burgers yeah but uh they're just plant based you know like the impossible whopper is from Burger King So it's the same size, you know, White Castle burger, but it's just vegetarian. Mm. 
Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, Bluetooth. And that did not connect right away. Okay, connected. Go to song. All right, read it. Okay. See this broken world, sometimes she wanna hurl, Mary go out twirl, we're learning in the pearls, we're dreaming she will curl, a prophecy unfurl, you see the real here, you see they don't feel, they do not seem real, they rape and they kill, they take the blue pill, their dream is surreal, to make the good meal, don't like your free will, see purpose who hurt us, I took us all, surface God versus the curses, life with us, the bad life flow, act like you don't know, the purpose too low, like in the Joe, if you shake what he holds, so you shake the bowl. I see he was a soul. They see my servant Joe. I know he will be bold. On too many people hold, except for never show. I bust him tenfold, been bold for told. Fear most high, look up in the sky and we all know why. Need to ask why. Judgment was meant for them who went to the other side, to another scribe. He just took a bribe. All I do is try, act a little snide, just enjoy the ride. Give a hand to my brother from another mother. Never brother judger, see me with the stuffer. Was never God lover, just another frontner. Who died, got a runner, demon turned a hunter, went down, dog down. Messiah 
higher, get drier, lighter, insider, fire, igniter, lighter, burn evil wire, burn devil mire, burn evil tire, new blood rain, what he do, hood pain, what he do, so train, what we do, so plain, how we grew, so plain, devil view, one plain, devil crew, so lame, devil crew, untamed, mighty, mighty, fighty, shifty, psyche, highly, likely, rightly, come with us, all you do is trust, no I will be just, when strife come to bust, faith in me a must, just don't stand and cuss, my name in the dust, bad day, faith to rust, got the master see, the catastrophe, we'll see atrophy, don't need got to be, ghastly rap sheet. That's it. Okay. I don't know. The sample's trippy. I don't know. Typical thing you do. I don't know. Alright. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. Okay, so where are we at now? We're at uh, Yahoo? Uh... Oh, no, wait, we just did, uh, yeah, where are we at? I think we're, yeah, where are we? I don't know. I think we're in NPR. No, we finished NPR. Oh, all right. Yeah, we did. That was the last thing we did Sunday, because we totally finished NPR and we started Yahoo. All right. Because it was Sunday, they didn't have much for Mr. Uh... Nah, it was a while ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it was Sunday. So we did the whole NPR. We start. We did one article in Yahoo, and that's pretty much as far as we went, I think. Or went to the couple. Might have done a section of Yahoo. I don't, I don't remember. I don't think we did. Yeah, we think we just did one Yahoo article. One or two. Uh, Yahoo News. Uh, oh yeah, they said like on uh, Golden State Times that they're planning on charging Trump on the uh the classified documents after the midterms. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens then. So we'll wait and see how much drama is going to happen after the midterm elections are over. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's the first article in Yahoo? Or what do the Yahoos have to say? 
White House takes unusual approach to fill teacher shortage. Okay, uh, let's go into this, I guess. Biden administration partnering with job search companies to help fill teacher shortages. Okay, wait, wait. Say that again? Basically, uh... The White House is partnering with websites like Indeed and Snagajob.com to fill teacher shortages. Okay, well, that's innovative, so right on. See, I thought if there were teacher shortages, that they'd, they'd like, uh, you know, like start making growing rays and shit so that they, the teachers would get taller and shit. So the main thing to know about be worried. Yeah, that's a video, but Kyle Chaos with the punny. Okay, is this a video? Yeah. Okay, let's see what the video is. They really stress that what we're seeing in this survey data, what we're hearing anecdotally, what we just know from what the circumstances are right now, teachers are at a breaking point. So the main thing to know about the teacher shortages is that they really vary. It's really concentrated in certain places. Data suggest that shortages are particularly bad in urban areas, at large schools, um, and at schools that serve large concentrations of students living in poverty or students of color. So we are seeing some some extreme strategies um, being deployed. You know, perhaps most notoriously, you have Florida, which is trying to recruit military vets without teaching degrees to fill vacancies. You have rural districts in Texas that are moving to four-day weeks in an effort to attract uh, teachers and retain the teachers they do have. A lot of strategies fall somewhere in the middle of that. At the beginning of the pandemic, we actually didn't see um, a huge attrition. So we didn't see teachers leaving the profession at greater rates than they did before the pandemic. But what happened at that time was that school districts across the country really, um, they, they froze hiring. So the education workforce as a result, it really shrunk significantly. And since then, we've really seen the shortages play out in pretty severe ways, in part because we just don't have a lot of, of substitutes to fill in. This is, believe it or not, the going to be the fourth school year that will have been somehow affected by the pandemic. So this makes this school year arguably incredibly high stakes for students aren't as likely to learn or have engaging learning experiences when their teachers are absent a lot. And it's clear that low-income students who are also most in need of recovery are potentially going to be the ones most affected by this. This is something that experts worry will continue to shape education. Thoughts, comments? 
Um, okay, well, now we know why there's a teacher shortage. Um, is there any more article talking about what uh, Biden's administration is doing with the going to job, job.com and, and uh, indeed in, in groups like that? Uh, the Biden administration will partner with several major job search companies to try to address teacher shortages that have plagued many of the country's school districts, moves that aim to boost a profession increasingly under attack. Mm-hmm. ZipRecruiter is launching an online job portal specifically for K-12 through schools. Indeed, will set up virtual hiring fairs for educators and other staff across the country. And Handshake, which helps college students find jobs, is creating new ways of sharing job openings with undergraduate students in education, including a virtual event in October for college students interested in the field. I'm surprised that Handshake... uh in this age of everything being uh, made to, to, to uh, serve the germaphobes, I'm surprised they haven't changed their name from handshake to fist bump. <laughs> yeah, that probably would be more suiting. <laughs> but I think it's hilarious that they're just like, we're just going to make it a four-day week so these kids get three-day weekends, they learn less. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, right on for Texas. That's just fucking hilarious. Like those kids right are gonna be so fucking screwed. At least when it comes to the national standards, you know. I don't know. The national standards I think have screwed everybody up, so I don't know. It's uh We'll see. We'll see. Depends on how bad they you know, if they do this thing of trying to cram everything into a short period of time, then that's gonna suck. So who knows? Yeah, that's probably what they'll do if they're smart-ish. You know, that would suck. Like, here, little boy, learn fifth grade math in six months, period. <laughs> you got six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. This is a college course now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do them like a college course. You got four months, homie. It's chop, chop. Shit. I thought that, that was, uh, I thought that was, uh, uh I thought that was Lorena Bobbitt's course on, on, uh, on, uh, how to do a penisectomy, chop, chop. <laughs> Probably. Oh, looks like uh, Sarah Palin lost. Uh, okay. Shit. And Democrats okay. flip seat. Oh, okay. Whoa. So now the, the Democrats are making headways in Alaska. Yeah, so I wonder if they say anything about what this new person's issues are. But I always hope they say and what they usually never say in these articles. But I oh. keep hoping. 
a Democrat, Mary Peltola, won the special election for Alaska's only U.S. House seat on Wednesday, besting a field that included Republican Sarah Palin. Wait, now, so special election, so that's like, that means because so many of the candidates were retarded, they had to make it like a special needs election with everything done in really huge letters and, and uh, I don't know, like done specially for the people with special needs because it's a special election with, with the candidates that, that have special needs, you know. Yeah, with candidates like uh, Sarah Palin, that's probably pretty true. Maybe, but you know, at least she's she's kind of like an airhead cheerleader. So that's uh, I don't know. Like I, I want. I mean, I don't know. Could you have somebody who is because she doesn't sound exactly retarded when she does her cheerleader bit? So it's like uh, I don't know. Maybe you could have a retarded cheerleader doing her, you know, playing her. But uh, I don't know. Every time I think of Sarah Palin, I think of that who's nailing Palin porno. God. <laughs> uh, see, since I never saw the porno, I just remember her at the Republican convention when Obama was running for the second time. And just, it was just like, it was like a cheerleader trying to get your dick hard, you know, the whole time. Yeah, like, yeah, she got a lot of guys' dicks hard at the time. Yeah. Oh, it worked for me, man. You know, I'm not going to say I didn't jack off thinking about her, but... Yeah, it's the same thing with me for uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> it's like... Okay, well, I couldn't jack off it. thinking about Kamala Harris just because she was so bitchy. That you know, it just it was too hard. I just couldn't get hard, couldn't get my dick hard listening to a chick being a bitch. Like, if they're not a super hardcore bitch, like they turn me on, cause like there's a difference between being bitchy and being a bitch, you know. Yeah. At least for me, yeah. Mm. It's like certain sometimes she goes full on bitch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That just ruins it. I, I just can't like get turned on thinking about her. Just listening to her her speeches and shit and her answering questions. Just like, just couldn't get turned on by by Kamala Harris. Yeah, but she's nice to look at. She might be. You know, like, if I could see, maybe I'd get turned on. But just listening to her talk, just her, the way she responds to questions, just totally just makes makes me go limp. I, I don't know how to explain it, but... Because <laughs> yeah, even though she's part... Asian, like she doesn't look it. She just looks like a black milf. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's got the big tits and shit like that. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Democrat Mary Peltola won the special election. 
Okay. Uh, Peltola, who is you pick and turned 49 on Wednesday, will become the first Alaska native to serve in the House and the first. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. Okay, so we're still in Yahoo. Uh, what, what's the next article in Yahoo? The next article... TV comedy will kill off main character after actor exits. Okay, what show is this? The Goldbergs. Okay, don't even know about the show. Don't even care. Let's go to the next. <laughs> yeah, I've only slightly heard about that show. Is that the one about the old early 60s comedian? Uh, well, it says the 60-year-old actor and comedian left the ABC family sitcom in December following allegations of misconduct on set. Okay, so it's another one of us getting fired, which is another reason to uh, kill as many strong women as possible, because uh, we should be able to to behave badly and not get fired. We should be able to try to get sex and not get fired. So as long as they keep continuing trying to make sure that everybody gets fired for trying to get pussy then we should be killing as many strong women as possible. Anyway, okay. Uh, should we go to the next article? Yeah. West Point has KKK plaque mounted above entrance. Okay, is this a town somewhere? I think West Point is the military academy. Okay, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, that's an official government thing. They shouldn't be having a KKK thing in an official government fucking place. That's kind of fucked up. So, yeah, yeah let's uh, go into that. Yeah, West Point Military Academy, Science Wing. And you think, Science Wing, like out of any part of that group, you'd think that the, the people that were the most intelligent wouldn't be going along with something as stupid as the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an article, or what is this, or a video, or what is this? Yeah, it's a text video. Okay, text video. It's a disgrace and damaging to our nation. Congressional Commission flags West Point Academy's KKK plaque and entrance of its science center. 
And that's just what a science center with that in the entrance. That's fucking wacky. Okay. Yeah, there's probably some guys that see Kyle in front of it every day when they come to class. That's just that's just wack. You can't get wackier than that, man. That that's just okay. What else in the article? According to findings in a report released Monday by the Naming Commission, a congressional panel the U.S. Military Academy at West Point in New York has. And so let's see in New York. Displayed for decades three bronze plaques at the entrance of Bartlett Hall Science Center with an image of a hooded figure and the words Ku Klux Klan written below it. That is fucking wacky. Okay, yeah, I think it's time to take that down. God damn. If there's a statue that should be taken down, it'd be that one. Yeah. commission created by Congress in 2021 is tasked with providing recommendations for the removal or renaming of Defense Department assets. Okay. I don't know if you could call that an asset. That's definitely a liability, not an asset. (laughs) The U.S. Military Academy... And yeah, we kind of have something that, that, that is like pushing a racist uh, group in, in the in the United States Military Academy. Like, what the hell? No, that's definitely a liability right there. That's not an asset. That commemorate the Confederacy among its suggestions are paintings statues, and other items at West Point and the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, M.D. Annapolis, Maryland. See, now I thought the Naval Academy was like a, a place where you study belly buttons. Funny. But the panel said that suggesting the removal of the KKK plaque was outside of its scope because the Klan, founded by former Confederate soldiers, emerged. After the Civil War, however, the commission flagged the item for review in its report and included a picture. Yeah, and I mean, either way, I mean, that that definitely should be taken down. Whether it happened before or after the Civil War, that's still, like... Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to make excuses to keep it up. Yeah, no, it's not a good enough reason to keep keep that up. It's like, hey, our future white soldiers... (laughs) 
here's this Ku Klux Klan memorabilia on your school. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that just... That just should not be part of what... I mean, even though the military... I mean, it is kind of proving that the military is really all about pushing a colonialist kind of neo-Nazi agenda... But it's like, if you're really saying you're not trying to push that agenda, then you can't be having something like that at damn damn West Point. Oh, yeah, and the the military dude I was talking about, too, in my lift, he was telling me that Putin's getting ready to bring back the draft in Russia. Well, I thought it was already cold there, so there was already a draft. Exactly. Okay. I mean, remember, it's one of the coldest parts of the country, so of course there's going to be a draft wherever you are. As soon as you open a door, you know, or a window. As a values-based institution, we are fully committed to creating a climate where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. T.Y. Sidul, or Ty Sidul, a retired brigadier general and vice chair of the Naming Commission. that we put that in there was because the thought we thought it was wrong Mm -hmm. when we find something that's wrong but it's not within our remit we wanted to tell the Secretary of Defense about that. Okay. The panel found that the other two plaques above the entrance specifically commemorate Confederate figures. Okay. Like, yeah, we fucking celebrate losers at this military academy. (laughs) What do you mean? It doesn't mean whether it's a winner or a loser. It's that they're celebrating. It's like they're 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 admitting how it's like this is a group that's trying to say, well, we're not really racist, but then when you see what they have as their plaques of, of commemoration. Then they really are racist. I mean, it's like, okay, if you're saying you're not racist, then you can't be having KKK plaques at, at your fucking uh, military academy. Yeah. Robert E. Lee and J. E. B. Stewart, and therefore should be modified or removed. Okay.
Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat New York, who co-sponsored a measure that would require the Secretary of Defense to remove anything that commemorates the Confederacy, said... supportive of the findings in the report and will continue working with the naming commission and the Department of Defense to remove these harmful tributes that uphold the legacy of Confederate leaders who killed thousands of Americans service members in order to preserve the institution of slavery. It's a disgrace and damaging to our nation. Okay. Um, uh, I guess what else in the article? That's the end of it. Okay, well, let's hope uh, the people at West Point take down the uh, KKK plaques and the Confederate plaques from their uh, from their uh, academy, and uh, yeah, let's hope they take that down. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next article. Uh... Hold on a second, like, this is asking me to do something. do this on my other phone. Alright, never mind. Alright, uh, heading to the next article. Witnesses armed bystander prevented fourth Detroit death. And what was the, what what was this about? A young man suspected of randomly killing three people on Detroit streets fled when an armed bystander saw him shoot a fourth person and responded with his own gunfire, witnesses told a TV station. Okay, well, that could have uh, stopped the dude. Like, you're fucking shooting at motherfuckers. Pow, pow! (laughs) Yep, being a mass shooter is not a... Safe thing to be in the states no more. Well, I don't you know. 
not whether it's safe or not. Like you do what you can to get a, you know, you do what you can. But it's like as soon as someone else gets a gun, then that's as much as you can do at that point. You know, you know at that point, then you got to shoot yourself so you don't have to go through the shit of going to jail and shit. Yes, the path of cowardice. Well, that's that's exactly the opposite of cowardice. You know, fucking cowardice is, is not having the guts to kill yourself or shoot anybody else. It's pretty cowardly, like uh, they said, like the samurai has saying, "Don't unsheathe your sword unless you're willing to die." That's what I mean. So shooting yourself in the head is not cowardly. It means it. It means like that saying means that if you're pulling out a sword on somebody else that has a sword, you need to be prepared to die in order to, you know, for showing disrespect to another human being. Like it's pretty cowardly to attack people who aren't armed. Um. Could be. I mean, you attack whoever you can. You know. I mean, attacking anybody when they'll, you know, they'll lock you up in prison for how many years is still pretty brave. Wouldn't it be even more brave to take it like a man? Um. Well, we'll see when. Uh, we'll see how brave that is when somebody's trying to fuck you up the ass. I guess. Take it like a man. <laughs> Hey, you shot some people trying to make yourself feel like a man. I mean, hey, it's it's only fair for someone to shoot you. Well, no, that's true. That's true. It is only fair for someone to shoot them. So that is uh, the way that it winds up uh, going at that point. And then uh, there's an extremist threat to our democracy, White House. Uh, what are they going to say? The Republicans again, or something equally stupid? Okay, let, let's see what they let's see what the the article's about. See what it is now. MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. White House says. Okay, you're you're not going to be able to get away with that. There are too many there are too many Republicans that are for Trump, that are mainstream, for you to be able to get away with that and and for people to take you serious. That's like saying that too much of the main population is an extremist threat and you've got to fuck with them. That, that's just, you're not going to be able to get away with that. I mean, Biden, you can't make the opposition party or the opposition candidate an enemy and, and say, okay, now the opposition candidate is really... Uh, like the same as as uh, uh, you know is should be treated like they're illegal. I mean that's kind of going the route of a communist dictatorship, and I, I don't think you can get away with it in this country. There are too many people in the country that are into are into that. So you. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that. that that's just so ridiculous, Biden. I, I wonder how the Republicans are going to respond to this. I mean, they, they got to respond. That That's just 
making too much of the mainstream population an, an enemy. That, that just doesn't make sense at all. I mean, like, this is just proving guys like Alex Jones right on the agenda of, you know, the Biden administration. That could be, but I mean, that's not even the agenda of the corporations. So it's like, you're not going to be able to get away with this shit. I, I seriously doubt they'll be able to get away with this shit. Too much of the population's going to not take that. They're going to try. I don't think they can succeed on this one. They might try, but there's going to be too much pushback to this. Probably, but, you know, like, that's what these extremists leftists, you know, they like to sit up I mean, they're not even leftists. This is like, Biden's trying to make it as, like, he's trying to do what, 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 what Putin was doing when he was making uh, his opposition an enemy. You know, it's like whoever's the opposition of me is the enemy now, and they should be treated like they're uh, Al Qaeda or or uh, Hamas or something. You know, or it's like that's 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 not going to make it in this country. There's going to be too much pushback to that. He, he's got a lot of balls to do that shit. He's going to have a lot of support because, like, you know, I had to kind of talk my mom down when she's just like, oh, fucking Trump got impeached, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, why was he still president then? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) I know, that's what I mean. He didn't eventually get impeached. But okay, it's just... There's going to be too much pushback. As much as there might be some support for that... You can't just have one party's candidate and then the number one candidate that a lot of people are choosing from the other party just say, oh, my opposition is the same as a terrorist organization. It's just there are too many people in the mainstream that are being targeted. I I don't think they're they're not going to be able to get away with that. That's the goal of these NWO Democrats and Republicans, like. Yeah, but there's just not enough of them. There's too much. There's too much mainstream support uh, for. As much as I don't like Trump, there's still too much mainstream support for Trump. To be able to like say anybody, all the people that support him, we should treat them like we treat Al Qaeda or, or 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 ISIS or you know that's just there are too many people in the mainstream that that support him to be able to for for the Democrats to pull this off. I mean, even the Democrat dude that's running for governor against DeSantis, he said all of the people who support. Ron DeSantis have hate in their hearts. Okay, they might. You can say that. But to say, oh, they're all terrorists, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They're the most dangerous thing in America. That's... They can't can't get away with that. There's going to be too much pushback. That's just making too many people that are in mainstream society a target. 
Alright, ready to go into the video? Yeah, let's go into the video. Or so, uh, we've heard many Republicans argue that this president ran as a uniter, and now he's calling MAGA Republicans, which is a very large swath of the American populace, semi-fascists. He is arguing that they're a threat to democracy. Does the White House believe that this is a fair criticism by Republicans, that this is not unifying language? So. I'll say this, Nancy. Sadly, there are more examples than I can count on how we have seen recently um, armed attacks on federal law enforcement. There are a couple of things I just want to say here. You have Representative Paul Golsara has posted videos depicting him attacking the president and members of Congress. You have Representative Majority Taylor, Majority, uh, Taylor Green has publicly expressed support for shooting prominent Democratic elected officials and suggesting physically assaulting transgender school officials. You have Representative Madison Cawthorn has said falsely, if our election systems continue to be rigged and continue to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place and that election. And just last week, you had Governor Ron DeSantis suggested that Dr. Fauci should be physically assaulted. And former President Trump has done the same many, many times. Look, and many of your colleagues have actually talked about and reported on this dangerous trend that we're seeing. And uh, for example, the New York Times headline from this month, as right-wing rhetoric escalates, so do threats and violence. And so these are things that we have to call out. Uh, again, I was talking, I can't remember who just asked me the question. I was talking about Soul of the Nation, something the president has talked about since 2017 when he wrote that article in The Atlantic. And he called it out then. He called it out January 6th. He called it out Inauguration Day. He called it out last week. He called it out yesterday. So there has been a consistent um, uh, call out from the president about what he's seeing from an extreme part of, of this party of the Republican Party. And historians, I would argue, would, would say the same. Okay, I, I don't think historians are really saying that. Okay, is there more to this? Nah. Okay, well, I don't think historians would really say that. I'm, I mean, and, and no matter what any of these people say, there are just too many people in the mainstream that support Trump. So it's like to make all those people considered terrorists, that's too much. What I think the government is going to successfully do, which scares me, is they're going to make, say, the uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greens, the people that supported Madison Cawthorn, they're probably going to make those people targets and successfully do that, which scares me. Because again, it's still our, our, uh, our government targeting uh, populists and uh, people from the Patriot Movement and Libertarians and that's scary but I think they'll successfully be able to get away with that unfortunately which really scares me but I don't think they'll be able to get away with saying that everybody that supported Trump should be considered uh, that, that uh, Trump Republicans should be considered treated as terrorists because of whatever Trump might have said, that I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that.
they're going to push this shit as far as they can go. You know, but as far as it can go, and what's scary is what they'll probably be able to get away with, which is targeting uh, the the more populist wave of that, like the, the, the supporters of a, a Madison Cawthorn or a Marjorie Taylor Greene, and targeting uh, libertarians and targeting people from the Patriot movement, they'll probably be able to get away with that. And, and that is what they probably could get away with. And that's what's scary. And because I really think they probably will get away with that and it's fucked up. But uh, they can't target just everybody that's a Trump supporter and, and say that the, the, the Trump Republicans are terrorists. I don't think they can get away with that. But it is scary that they'll be able to get away with, they, with what they can get away with, which is targeting the groups of people I just mentioned earlier. Anyway, but uh, uh, so that's the end of the article, though? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, let's go to the next article. Americans are now financing their groceries and takeout. Okay, uh, yeah, let's go into that, at least figure out what the angle on this is. Would you take out a loan to buy this week's groceries? Damn, okay, you know, that is freaky. I mean, people are really people doing that? Yes. Okay, yeah, well, let's let's go into this because that is scary that the, the, the times have gotten that bad that people are actually doing that. Josh Roberts didn't think twice about taking out a loan to pay for groceries. It was early in the pandemic and he was making sixteen fifty an hour working for a technology company in Cincinnati while supporting his sister and her girlfriend. <laughs> what the fuck? Beta male cuck much? Mm -hmm. It's like yes, I'm gonna pay all of my sister and her girl and her girlfriend's fucking bills. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're taking out loans because of that. Yeah. That's weird, but I guess times are that bad. That dude was just fucking himself in that position because sixteen fifty. If you can't live off of that, yeah, no, that's true. If you got that much money, you don't need to be taking out a loan to get groceries. That I, I don't even know if he's telling the truth when he's saying that. But okay, because that's like a that's like fifty cents less than I'll be making at this job if I get hired. Yeah. Yeah. So he started buying, well, we were not, we were just not making enough to live. So he started buying groceries online using a virtual credit card from Klarna. Oh, yeah. My mom has one of those. Yeah. Buy now, pay later service. Which, I mean, Klarna's pretty good, like, if you're gonna buy something that's decently expensive, like, 
Like, that's what I was going to do this month with my pinstripe suits, you know, is pay, like, 50 and then 13 bucks a month every month for, like, a little while. Okay. But, like, fucking suits are expensive. Like, a good suit costs a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, even the suits I found, they were, like, 50 or 60 for, like, a cheap pinstripe suit on Amazon for plus-size guys, which is a really good deal because usually, like, a plus-size suit is, like, fucking 100 bucks mm-hmm. for one, and I could have got two for, like, 100 Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, service that allowed him to break payments into smaller installments that could be made over several weeks with no interest. Soon Roberts, 30, was regularly spending beyond his means on food. Chicken breasts, bananas, chips, cereal. He fell behind on payments and ended up owing more than $1,000 to Klarna. <laughs> God dang. Damn. That dude just doesn't know how to spend his money, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I get by, like, comfortably on food with, like, 180 for mm-hmm. myself, so... But then he's trying to feed three adults with a 1650 fucking, uh, which it's doable. Like, if he was living in, like, the bad neighborhood and shit like that, he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guarantee you he's probably some white guy sitting up living in the suburbs, you know, living above his means. Mm-hmm. And it definitely sounds like he's living above his means if you get behind a thousand dollars on grocery. It's like, what the fuck are you buying, bro? I don't know. Anyway, uh, uh, should we go more into Are are there other people beside him as an example, or was this just this dude's story? Uh, nah, they just go on to explain how Klarna works more. Okay, so it's just one dude's story. They like made it seem like a bunch of people are doing this in the headline. Well, a bunch okay. of people are doing it, but that was the horrible <laughs> fucking example they gave. Okay. Okay, so a bunch of people are doing it, but this dude was the one they picked as the example of someone that wound up taking a loan for groceries. And they were someone who had so much money that, like, why would they need to take a loan to get groceries? Pretty okay. much. Okay, that do- that doesn't make sense, but okay. Ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Inflation forces millions in the U.S. to make stark choice. 
Okay, yeah, let's go into this. Rising costs force millions of Americans to choose between paying health care and paying utility bills. These motherfuckers better get on some Obamacare or some shit. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so what's this about? What they're making choices between what and what? Paying health care and utility bills. Okay, now that is a heavy, heavy choice. So okay, yeah, um, yeah. So what else in your article? As a home health care aide in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, who works specifically with elderly patients. Nelson has a unique vantage point on her patients' lives. Mm-hmm. As utility costs, food costs, everything is going up, they're not getting an increase in their Social Security benefits. Which is true. Yeah. And I was looking at a video earlier, and they said that they're only suggesting a bill to increase SSI payments by $200, but they haven't done shit with it. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. In her 20 years as a registered nurse, Kristen Nelson says she has never seen so many of her patients have to make such dire financial decisions. Choosing between paying either their health care or rising utility bills. Mm-hmm. As a home health care aide in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, who works specifically with elderly patients, Nelson has a unique vantage point on her patients' lives. She says rising costs due to inflation have forced many of her roughly... 70 patients on fixed incomes to resort to juggling which bills to pay. And who are famous jugglers? Never heard of a famous juggler. Okay. I was thinking you could get like one of those people that does uh, magic or whatever that's a juggler and, and, and they could like teach them how to juggle bills and shit. Yeah, that's... The people Nelson cares for aren't alone. Roughly one in six U.S. homes. Yes, and in the clowns. Okay, we need the clowns to teach people how to juggle bills. Exactly. Hot potato what? Hot potato two. Yeah. Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what else in the article? Or more than $20 million are currently behind on their utility bills, according to the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. Mm-hmm. Financial circumstances have become so grim, Nelson says, that some patients are also resorting to splitting pills to ration them over a prolonged period of time or going without medication for days. Others have gone without eating meals or paying certain bills to get by. 
It's really a sad state of affairs, she said. <clears throat> what else in the article? Many of the half dozen patients Nelson sees on a daily basis are representative of a growing number of Americans skipping medical treatment or cutting back on medication altogether for fear of not having enough money to cover housing and food. Mm-hmm. An estimated 98 million Americans skipped care or cut back on basic needs to cover rising medical costs, according to new polling released this month by a West Health Gallup poll. Mm-hmm. As inflation hit a new four-decade high of 9.1% in June, many Americans have had to make tough decisions about what gets paid and what has to wait. Mm-hmm. Inflation has only made things worse as people are also now struggling with high price, the high price of gas, food, and electricity. A spike in electricity prices prompted by a rise in the cost of natural gas has left many Americans in a situation where they cannot keep up. And according to an August report by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, energy prices rose 1.6% nationally in July. Uh, the third straight month of hikes greater than one percent. Annually, energy prices are fifteen point two percent higher. Mm-hmm. Then the same time last year, the biggest annual jump in 16 years. Mm-hmm. Yet experts are reluctant to say that relief for consumers will arrive anytime soon. And what else in the article? Uh, the slowing economic growth here and abroad will soften demand somewhat but not enough to cut the price of energy significantly on a continuing basis. Mm -hmm. Households nationwide owe a combined $16 billion in unpaid utility bills. Well, the count from Sesame Street needs to come in on that one. $16 Sixteen billion dollars in unpaid utility bills. Uh, 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 uh. Whenever we get a huge uh, sum of money that uh, people are, are not going to be able to pay their bills with, we have to have the count from Sesame Street to give us the information. So thanks, count from Sesame Street. <laughs> I was going to say something, but it would be too fucked up if we can't. You broke motherfuckers! Dollar, dollar, million! Uh, 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 uh. 
Nick, I think you know it's time for Coke to say that. I guess what the hell. <laughs> I was just thinking that would be so fun. Well, he's the cow from Sesame Street, you know, and he's on our show, so he can say anything. Nick, he doesn't have to go along with the rules of Sesame Street. <laughs> Yeah, the count counts are usually pretty rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to Nita, double the pre-pandemic total. Mm. Overall, the average um, average balance owed by consumers has risen nearly a hundred percent since 2019 to mm. seven hundred ninety-two dollars. What else in the article? In an effort to keep up, many Americans have turned to the gig economy to try to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. I deliver with Grubhub. I cannot afford my car payment, let alone rent and utilities. Mm -hmm. Well, you better pay your car note, bitch, or the repo man ain't gonna show no mercy. That <laughs> <he> usually does it. <laughs> Just like the exorcist when you don't pay him. Then <laughs> he sends the repo man and... and <laughs> You're back in the same position. <laughs> I don't get that one. He didn't pay your ex your your exorcist, so he's sending the repo man. Uh, Repossession. Oh, repossession. Oh. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, what the fuck? Punny. Mm. Uh Kansas. Uh, cause of increased gas prices. Kansas resident Deborah Axon wrote on Twitter, tips are also down. Yeah, I don't tip motherfuckers if I ain't got spare money. <laughs> if I ain't got cash to burn, ain't nobody getting a tip. <laughs> Oh, shit, if I had cash to burn, then, you know, it'd be, uh, I don't know, I guess I'd have some fuel for a fire. <laughs> exactly. Just be like one of those rappers or rich guys burning a $100 bill. Yeah. Uh... Tips are also down. One order today was over 15 miles for only $2. Okay. I'm looking for a better gig. I help out my friend Kanza, but not paid yet. Uh, what else in the article? While some Americans are hoping Washington will do more to address the situation, labor experts caution against too much government intervention, particularly too soon. 
The government can do a lot, but unfortunately, a lot of times it makes the problem worse. Joe Suarez, an assistant professor at Cooney or Cooney School of Labor. That's in New York. Interest rate hikes are deliberately designed to cool off the economy, which is a euphemism for increasing unemployment and throwing millions of people out of work. That's yeah, certainly Yeah, that's certainly one way to bring down prices. But it's one of those, the operation was a success, but the patient died situation. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. It's like, I closed that leak in your heart. It's just your heart stopped, you know? But it was a success. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we took care of that leak in the plumbing, uh, but... In order to do that, we had to, to blow up the, the, the uh, drain with TNT and your whole house blew up. Um, sorry. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> I remember that fucking, uh, that skit on, uh, fucking, uh, South Park with the cable dude. I'm trying to remember what the cable dude was doing. <laughs> like, uh, when the when Randy would come up and say, can I get a a cable bundle with just the channels that I watch? And then he's, like, rubbing his nipples. Like, he's, like, got these flaps on his T-shirt. Yeah. And he's, like, ooh, sorry. <laughs> he's all rubbing his nipples, getting horny. <laughs> okay. You gotta take the package with all the channels. But I don't watch those channels. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the more mad Randy would get, the dude would be rubbing his nipples even more. <laughs> no, that's what it was when I, like, uh, did cable, like... I don't know, like, I took this thing, you know, whatever it was, it's like, I couldn't afford it. The, fir- the first month I had it, I call them and I'm telling them I can't afford it. And they, like, try to convince me to pay it. It's like, I'm telling you, you're going to have to just disconnect this. I can't afford it. <laughs> and eventually they did, but then they kept call- having the collectors call me afterwards. I'm like, told you I couldn't afford it. Anyway, but uh, what else in the article? As blistering summer temperatures continue to blanket large portions of the country, keeping the electricity on can be a matter of life or death. Mm. I can see with the cold. Like, I managed to live in the desert with no fucking air conditioner besides when I would go to the library, so I ain't, I'm playing world's smallest violin on that one. Well, I, lived, I, I lived in the desert with just a fan, and I could deal with that. In the cold winter, I don't know if that would be livable. <laughs> yeah. 
In 2021, 190 people died in the U.S. from heat. That's true. That's not a lot. Okay. Like, almost 200 people out of, like, how many million? Oh, that's true, that's true. And... An 80% rise in average heat-related fatalities from the previous decade. Okay. Is this part of the same article, or are we going to a different article? Same article. Okay. So I'm getting confused now what we're talking about. But okay, yeah, well, uh, let's, yeah what else in the article? I expect a tsunami of shutoffs, John Sue, a senior attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity, told Bloomberg. Nelson, a married mom of three, admits that despite also personally feeling the strain of rising costs, She's optimistic that given recent moves by the government to relieve student loan debt, Congress will ensure that things get better sooner than later. I wouldn't put too much faith in the government. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but... Okay. (laughs) I do think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, she said. The student loan relief is going to help out lots of people. I think it will free up some income for people to be able to afford more food, Mm. gas, and contribute to the economy. I think they're working hard trying to help the average man. And that's the end of the article. I don't think the government's working hard at that at all. (laughs) I think they're working hard at exactly the opposite to... uh... To uh, make things hard on the average makers, but okay, it, it really to summarize this, people are really going through hard times with the inflation. It's we're in really fucked up economic times right now, and it, it's 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 really screwed up for a lot of people. But anyway, let's go to the uh, next uh, article. Why monkeypox is getting a new name? What the hell? What are they calling it now? What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's an opinion piece. Does monkeypox need a new name? Okay, well, let's screw it then. I'm not going to go into that. That's just going to get cheesy. They're going to give it a new name. That's just being cheesy. Yeah, that's offensive to monkeys. That'd probably be offensive to, I don't know what groups of people, but I mean, probably a bunch of groups of people, but it's like, if we got to change the name of something every time somebody's offended, there's just, it's like, it's never going to end, you know? That's just like political correctness going too weird, but okay, uh, I don't know, let's go to the next article. Debate dust-up. Pennsylvania Senate race takes acrimonious turn. Okay, uh, let's go into this.
Fetterman rejects Oz at offer to hold first debate. Calls list of concession Okay, yeah. I mean, I bet Oz is just asking for really ridiculous shit if he's like saying, I'm not going to debate unless all this shit happens. And I bet he's like making some really stupid uh, demands of, of uh, the other candidate. But yeah, let, let's go into this. Nah, it sounds like this dude is being a retard. Okay, well, what's in the article? Because I really don't understand what's going on. John Fetterman, the Democratic nominee for an open Senate seat in Pennsylvania, rejected Mehmet Oz's offer to hold their first debate next week, saying the GOP candidate's campaign thinks it is funny to mock his recovery from a stroke. Okay, no, I mean, you might have a point there. Maybe that's a good you know, reason why he doesn't want to debate is because he really did have a stroke and he's trying to recover. But how long is it going to take to recover? I mean, if he's going to run, he's got to debate at some point before the damn before the uh, uh, election happens. He's got to at least be able to do a debate sometime by November, no matter how bad he is from the stroke. So I don't know. But okay, what what else is uh, in the article? Yeah, when you put it like that, it makes more sense. But. As long as he debates at some point before the election, you know, can't like say, oh, I'm sorry, the election's about to happen and I still can't do a debate because I'm recovering from the stroke. (laughs) But okay, what else in the article? Fetterman added that a list of debate concessions from Oz's campaign team earlier in the day made it abundantly clear that they think it is funny to mock a stroke survivor. Okay. What else in the article? The Oz campaign said it would pay for any additional medical personnel Fetterman might need to have on standby in addition to permitting him bathroom breaks and allowing him to have all his notes on hand, along with an earpiece to obtain answers from his staff. Yeah, they're kind of being dicks. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if that's being dicks. I want you like, what problems could he be having because of the stroke? I mean, this is like a list of every problem he could possibly have. So I don't know if that's really being a dick. I mean, the whole getting notes for having an earpiece for answers, like, that's kind of a low blow. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, that is, that, that, those, those last two was a low blow, yeah. My recovery may be a joke to Dr. Oz and his team, but it's real for me, Fetterman said. Okay. Oz, the celebrity TV doctor, formally challenged Fetterman, the Democratic frontrunner, to five debates this month to boost his chances of catching up with him while highlighting Fetterman's health challenges months after he suffered a stroke. Okay. 
Well, if he's still having trouble months after having a stroke, then he probably shouldn't be running. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think... Okay, so tell me when we're recording. Give me a second. It's fucking being twitchy about that. Okay, there it goes. Uh, Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. So tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. I think this episode was more about how we're getting screwed with. I don't think there was much on on us stopping ourselves from being screwed with. Uh, So tune in then. Yeah, just mostly about us being screwed with. Yes. But alright. Get out of here, you hippies. Well, this hippie is exiting the facility of the discarnate state in Dayton, Ohio, and on the streets of Sherman Oaks, California. Alright. Peace. Ooh. Peace, ooh. Good Canadians. You hosers, good day, eh? Hey.